millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined in the studio by John Preston. He has written a book with Sir Elton John yeah. called Watford Forever about uh, the way he got involved with the club his relationship with um, yeah. Graham Taylor. Really interesting. Story. Really interesting. Really good. So we, we'll bring you a chat with John. Um, we also, I spoke to Susie McCabe, Celtic fan comedian. She was uh, about to get down the pub to watch the early kickoff Lazio Celtic and uh, told us about life as a Celtic fan right now. Even fan time to talk a bit of Spurs and Ange and play celebrity and played combination. The played the lock, yeah. yeah. And we had a chat, didn't we? We had a lovely chat, Paul. We had some bits and pieces. We Shakespearean footballers and all that oh, and so uh, other matters. Goals you, you've scored. You, you got some curses going, didn't oh, you? Yeah, don't curse anyone. So yet. here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. We've both had better weekends at the football. Football-wise, yeah, we yeah. certainly have. And also, and, and, so Torquay lost 3-0 away at uh, Dartford. Yeah. Uh, we were 3-0 down at half-time. Oh, that's uh, not good, is it's it? It's not good, is it? But um, also, extra lost 7-0. I know, yeah, yeah. So I should have been... You know, you want to celebrate, really, because when you're biggest rivals get absolutely thrashed drubbed ninth defeat in a row yeah. home to Shrewsbury tonight hoping they lose that as well yeah you know and, and I'm you, sure you, the, you can't you I'm can't, sure the Exeter fans uh, Aid Edmondson who we've had on the show recently yeah. and, and, and uh, David Earl yeah. of course yeah, I'm of course. sure they'd be saying well, Plastic we're, not, fan. we're losing games in in League One I mean yeah. there's a bit of a difference isn't there really it's just still losing games no I guess um, but it's your fault I mean, Exeter fans are listening yeah it's your fault because you went on the my new football club podcast yeah. so, didn't we David and John and you um, mm. and you basically said you lot have peaked, you're peaked. Gonna, you haven't got a chance you're going to lose every game off yeah. this and they've not won since have they? this exactly. was about six I've weeks cursed them six <laughs> weeks I, ago I do have this sort of power Paul you West to, Country curse yeah the curse put a curse on ye yeah is that what you did what, if anyone wants a curse put on another team today happy to curse <laughs> other teams <laughs> are we allowed to do that or not <laughs> well I yeah if you want to who do you want to curse hey, you know, run, run what you want cursed by me and I will and I'll Weigh it up and uh, maybe you, know you get you, the West Country well, curse. Do you know how you lift it? See, if you do this, if you hand out curses, yeah. Uh, our old mate, curses. hello, mate. Curses. Our old mate, our old mate, curses. <laughs> our old mate, Barry Fry, is going to oh, have yeah. to drink. A lot of fluids. <laughs> a lot of fluids. Barry's going to be going from ground yeah, to ground, isn't he? Yeah. 
lifting the curse by what he said at the time, having a gypsies in each corner of the pitch. You don't hear people say having a gypsies, do Not you? anymore, no. I mean, no, it, no. It, it seems very unlikely no. that Harry Kane gets picked up by the drug testers after an England game. Well, I didn't really celebrate with the lads. I had to go and have a gypsies <laughs> with, the UA, with the UEFA testing team. No one yeah. uses phrases like that anymore. If you've got any other... All right, so run, run, your by, run it by me. Run the old curse Who's, by me and I mean, I'll see if I want You won't hand them out willy-nilly, uh, will no. you? Remember Willy, the old Dutch international? <laughs> William you, Nilliam. You, you, you won't <laughs> hand them out uh, willy-nilly. There has to be a sound reason why a team should be cursed. Exactly. But yeah. I, can't, I, look, I can't... Obviously, I can't... My team is obviously a disaster at the moment. Yeah. So, you know, and obviously I've started supporting the New York Knicks and they're having a terrible season. Right, yeah. So, you know, I am possibly the You're curse. Jonah. But what I can do is pass that curse on to any team that yeah. Yeovil lost Saturday as well. So, you know. You don't like them either. No. I mean, they're not even local, are they? Well, they're they're in the same division as us. They're, and also they're top of the league. So oh, okay. <laughs> That's just bitter. That's, just, you don't the, whole thing's just, the whole thing's built on bitterness. Now, uh, yesterday, because we were at our, our um, uh, we're at Oki yesterday around the World Darts draw, we weren't able to get you as involved as we would have liked. And there was something that we thought could be a, a fairly rich theme, knowing the uh, the audience. Oh, yeah. And we did mention Joel Veltman yesterday, so excited uh, at the uh, game at Forest that he threw his shirt into the crowd, but also through his GPS vest, oh. you know, the little bra tops yeah. the boys wear, yeah. um, that records all the data. So the boffins, so the, we were saying yesterday, the boffins would be chuffed that they've seen him running at 70 mile an hour <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. down the M1. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we were, we were thinking stuff you threw away accidentally. And maybe um, that could you have be to go back in the bin. That could be pretty good on its own, really. Maybe some of the things you think I can't believe I ever threw. How did I manage to do that? Yeah. But the effort you went to to find it again, well, I think we, we'd be we quite interested up, in that. As we well. went up the tip yesterday. Special treat, Paul. Isn't oh, it? You, you know, look after the kids, <laughs> don't you? Go and get your coats on, kids. Come on, it's we're nearly going, Christmas. We're going up the tips. <laughs> go and see Stig. Going up the tip, we had to throw away a suitcase, and I threw it away. Yeah. And then as. And and then when I got back in the car, my wife went, "Just check. There's nothing in that suitcase before oh, you throw no, it away." Oh no! So who knows what's been through? Passports? Who knows what? Did you not go back? I, like, I didn't go back. There we are. There we are. But you know, nothing in there. What if you, what if you dragged out the bin? Yeah, eight ten eighty nine. Um, so anyway, if you want to tell us, yeah, the stuff you lost and how the efforts you went to get it back again, we'd love to know. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSHNJ 0371722344. Yeah, big Tom Davis has been on Twitter talking about how he scored a goal. He's just comedian be- be- Tom Davis. Yeah, big Tom Davis, yeah, yeah comedian Tom Davis. Has been on uh, Twitter saying about how he scored a better goal than Garnacho's once, yeah. but no one saw it, so no one cares about it. Yeah. David Earl chipped in, yeah, he once chipped the ball into a bin, went in without... I saw you know, quite a lot of people answering Tom on there, talking yeah. us through their goals. Talking through goals that they'd scored that, that yeah. nobody saw. I did Does, a, d- so I did, you know. I did an Olivier Giroud-style donkey kick. Um, we, we used to bunk into the Barra Stadium, which was in Edmonton, non, a little sort of... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, we used to have cup finals there, nice oh, day. Lovely, yeah. We'd climb for a little hole in the fence because you know, I had nets in the goal. Yeah. we get chased off by the bloke who ran it. Yeah. Uh, there's no statute of limitations. I won't get nicked for that now. I don't I know. Eight. Did you smash up the blue piece no. of garden? Oh, no, no it was no, nothing no, to do with me. <laughs> but we just there was a hole in the fence. I'd argue there was perfect access there. Unless they fixed the hole, it was open season. Yeah. So we'd go in, we'd have a kickabout, and then we were playing a, a little game in one of the goals, and the ball was somebody crossed the ball in. And you know, you just sort of stick a leg behind yeah, you. Lovely, yeah. And and I caught it beautifully, better than Garnacho, not a shinner. Yeah. Off the heel, over my own head, flew into the top corner. Did you mean it? Oh, no, of course I didn't. 
<laughs> but it would have looked but beautiful. Great. It would have, looked have carried amazing. it off with a goal celebration. People at the Pushkas Award. So all I mean, those as, as, as much as that that might work or not, if you want to talk us through, you know, Alejandro, talk us through some of the goals you've scored. If you think if you think you can better that, um, I used to um, practice goalkeeping on the on my bed in my bedroom growing up, and some of the saves I made, Paul, yeah, unbelievable. Who was it? Somebody throwing no, the ball. No, I throw I throw some socks against the wall, and then I dive tip it round the bar. I mean, wow. some of the saves were unbelievable. Yeah, I bet. Just it's a shame amazing. there was nobody able. To no film one there it. to see them. And uh, didn't also, get, didn't, didn't have, we, have we got that bit of music ready? As oh, I lovely. asked the producer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, um, apparently at Wickham the other day, uh, oh, yeah. they played this song. Good evening. It's a great song. Yeah. It's it's the love affair. It doesn't get played very, very often anywhere apart from Tony Blackburn's... Uh, oh, yeah, on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Sound of the 60s. That's the only show. place you're likely to ever hear that. So it does seem odd. Why? I would like to know from Wickham fans, why? Why did they play that? And sometimes you do hear very old songs over the PA system. Some of the people who get hold of the... Uh, the uh, the player there yeah. they can because apparently the guys on uh, Danny Kelly and the guys on the View from the Lane pro- podcast were saying a little while ago that at Tottenham someone was playing lots of sort of bit out there indie stuff okay. playing quite okay. interesting nice. music you know not oh, a nice. sort of quarter to three but if you got in there quite early you somebody was playing like the fall and things <laughs> like <laughs> the ghost of John Peel turned yeah, up it was like yeah it was just like listening to a, a specialist music show back in the day <laughs> oh, so nice. some of the unlikely songs you heard over the PA and thought hang on blimey I haven't heard that for a long time yeah. I'd add this to it so talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH&J 037172 Charlie willing to put a curse but you have to have a very sound reason there's been a lot of people asking for curses but I'm going to have to we have to read through them I, I think yeah. I'm only going to do one curse today maybe it's a, a weekly thing Charlie's curse Charlie's curse see if it works Charlie's curse sounds like some terrible <laughs> Euphemism, doesn't it? And they, I'd give it ten they, minutes. They, they no, they pulled into Tahiti and they were there for several months, but many of them didn't get back on board. They got what was called Charlie's Curse. Many of them didn't come back. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sports. Um, we were telling you about Joel Veltman's GPS vest. Sounds like a fanzine. <laughs> GPS vest, latest edition. Um, he threw it away with his shirt. Yeah. He threw it into the crowd, and so well, some Brighton fans got it as a trophy. I don't think he was going to get it back. I don't know if the club have got it back yet. I don't mm. know. It's obviously won't be difficult to track it down, <laughs> was it? They must be able to find a better way for people to do that than a bra. Well, it's, it's you know it, it kind of works. It's like a little yeah. shorty, like a sort yeah. of cut Let's off put it in vest. their skin when you join the when you well, join like a the chip, club, like a yeah. dog. When, exactly. Take a fold of skin in their neck yeah. and just put to it. Become in a pro footballer. You just have that, and you, you can have a little just change it every single time. Chip in your neck. Nice. Okay. Nice idea. There's no, I can't okay. see. I can't see any problem with that at all. No, do you know? Face of it, Charlie. <laughs> nor can I. Um, anyway, we also asked you what you threw away oh, yeah. and uh, then attempted to retrieve. In some cases, I once ordered a chest of drawers about measuring it. It arrived. And we filled it full of clothes. Quickly realising it was far too small, so I organised a return. The very one in the department store came and collected it. Later that day, my husband asked me what I'd done with all the clothes he'd put in the chest of drawers. Oh, no. I looked at him blankly and said, "I thought you'd emptied the." Clothes. Close. Turned out he hadn't. So I'm interested to know whether the yeah. department store sent them back or they were all yeah. very well yeah. turned out. All the delivery drivers. Not bad, <laughs> is it? Is it Cashmere. Nice? Yeah, it's it's very nice. Yeah. Cashmere. Lovely These jumper. new pants are comfy. Yeah, that's right. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We mentioned Charlie a little bit earlier on that uh, they played the love affairs Bringing On Back The Good mm. Times, which is not a particularly well-known song from 1969 over no. the PA. 
pre-match at Wickham the other day. That's kind of odd. Maybe they just got a big pile of old records in the corner. They just dust them off now and again. <laughs> I don't think they play vinyl, do they? Do they no, play pro- vinyl I in the, think. In the I'd, like to, I'd like to think uh, some of the uh, purists do. Just there. The needle's Always jumping. Sounds better on vinyl. They used to, of course. A couple of the talk sport uh, presenters have been telling us uh, stories. Uh, not quite over the PA, but um, uh, Andrew McKenna says, uh, I heard this over a PA system recently. Newcastle Airport coming back from doing a rugby commentary. He said it was either the airport PA or the music from one of the bars. It was playing free-falling by Tom Petty, which is not ideal if you're a nervous flyer. <laughs> a very good point, Macca. Thank you. And Steve, only... a saint hmm. in Weymouth, has been, been in touch. Back in the 80s, Bournemouth used to run on the, to the Time for Action. Secret Affair. Secret Affair. They were the kind of mod... No, I... mod... Here it is. Here it is. Yeah? Sounds like a TV theme tune. It does. It sounds like a kid's TV yeah. theme, doesn't it? We seem we have quite a sketchy copy of it there. Yeah. Well, I don't know where we took that from, but they um, they were the kind of new wave sort of mod band, you oh, know, right, sort of okay. pop yeah, mod yeah, yeah. band. I think they did a version of Poison Ivy. That was them. Remember that mm. old song? Got to be an ocean of calamine lotion. One of the great wow. lines for a song, Charlie. Very good. You'd do a good version of that. You reckon? Yeah, definitely. Very if nice. Cracker Jack was still on, Charlie, oh. you would have been a natural. Cracker Jack. It's you Friday. You would have been. A, I don't work Fridays. He'd be available. Yeah. You'd be available for that. Well, that's they'll give you the gig for that reason. Hold all the stuff from the Talksport shop. Yeah, um, um, dance obviously goes to a lot of uh, football grounds around the country. He said I heard an awful remix of "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" at Turf Moor on Saturday. <laughs> an abomination from start to finish. <laughs> And Fields of Gold remix too. Utter garbage, wow. he says. Yeah, you do. Sometimes over the PA, you do hear some very it's weird some, stuff. So stuff. if there's been some weird, wonderful songs played over a football PA that you couldn't quite get your head round. Uh, I've got a question for Mansfield fans. Uh, um, are the players celebrating goals? I saw right. they scored the other. I think it was a 2-1 defeat to Mansfield. But after Nigel Clough said he didn't want players expending energy on goal celebrations... Early on in the game. Yeah, I think you had a point, actually. Have they stopped doing it? Mm. Do they still... I mean, do they kind of just put... They just, just run... Jog back. Do they jog back with a ball under their arm? <laughs> you know. So, Mansfield fans, if you're watching the team play, are you celebrating goals? Uh, or even the fans might feel a bit self-conscious now. We don't want to upset the gaffer. No. We just applaud politely. The thing is, if you score first ten minutes, it's always us. We've, it's too early. We've scored too early. Yeah. We'll lose from here. Uh, we also had uh, some inter- uh, another in our series. Oh, yeah. Um, um, the, uh, yeah um, footballers that sound like ambulance chasing lawyers. Oh, very nice. Step forward, uh, Peterborough's very own Harrison Burrows. Ah, oh, very nice. Yes. I fell off a ladder at work, which wasn't it wasn't sufficiently stabilised. So I contacted Harrison Burrows. Yeah, very nice. And I got five thousand pounds. <laughs> and I got another one as well. The uh, um, the New York Knicks. Uh, my favourite three players of the New York Knicks, Paul, mm. called Brunson, Barrett, and Quickly, which is a oh, that's beautiful, a, yeah, beautiful go to them. firm of accountants, isn't it? You would definitely go to them. Um, I had another one as well. Yeah, um, footballers um, that uh, Southampton play. Footballers sound like Shakespearean characters. Okay, yeah, should we kick it. you off on yeah, that? Right, no, why not? Go on. They have to properly sound yeah, like Shakespearean to, yeah. characters. I give you Southampton's Will Smallbone. A hundred percent. Don't you think? Very, very nice. Couldn't you see Will, Will uh, Smallbone small, yeah. coming? as one of, like a grave digger yeah. or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they come on like that yeah. you know like the, 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 enter the, left Will Smallbone the a, in, a the, grave digger the inverted commas yeah. comic bit this is the heartland this is what they want <laughs> this is what they want 
Bone, definitely. Fo- footballers that sound... Bone. Let's come on, no, please. Let's have your footballers <laughs> that sound like Shakespearean characters. We had his favourite ref on earlier on, the Chinese ref, Ma Ning. Ma Ning. Yeah, that yeah, was we good. All went to for that. Him. That was lovely. And how did this story turn up in a tabloid to, uh, oh, yesterday? Yeah. This was the story. This is the whole story. It was in the Sun newspaper. This is what okay. it said. Ex Soccer AM TV host Max Rushton. Oh, yeah. Hello. He has worked since. The glory is. Um, says a five foot woman dressed as a clown once punched him in the face in a nightclub. <laughs> that, that was in a newspaper was yesterday. It? Was it? I mean, it's a good story. It is a good and story. And I feel it needs fleshing out. He wasn't telling it to you on Saturday or Barry on Sunday, was it? wasn't it? Andy Goldstein on his knees, was it? <laughs> it might he have been. Often, he often it, yeah, He's attempts. been mistaken in exactly, the past. Yeah. In very much for oh, a, a five-foot clown. clown. So, um, yeah, what about that? There we are. Made the newspapers. Fantastic. Anyway, John. I don't like clowns. Don't, I don't you got, particularly like clowns. Yeah, have you got a thing about clowns? In, not into them. Okay. Don't like it. All right. Something about it. Bit creepy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a like magician's it's a... in it. Do you want to see a trick? No. <laughs> Pick a card, I don't want to. Yeah, it's a phobia. Don't like it. Don't like yeah. it. Um, there's been a story in the news, Paul. There's been a story in the news Has about it? this um, the first flight using cooking oil, and I think this is as a, if there's if there's anything that is a two Ronnie setup. Yeah. It is that, isn't it? Yeah. And I've been trying to think of the punchline. I've not got there yet, but. Listeners have got involved. They're okay. on the same way, way as me. Uh, we've got. Where's it gone? We've got. Uh, we've got a clip. Uh, Rob, I'll give. So I'm just going to give the producer a chance to find a clip of Mike Parry okay. potentially. You talked oh, yes. about another alternative source of flying an aeroplane. <laughs> Very nice. Can we find a beast like that? Rob's been in touch. Yeah. I see the first flight using cooking oil has set off today. Weather presenter said conditions were crisp and dry for the takeoff. Oh, not bad. Not yeah. bad at the all. Ronnies, the Ronnies. The Ronnies. Two, were, two Ronnies, Ronnies would have would have taken all over that. that, wouldn't they? Yeah, definitely. That's very good. Poison Ivy. Ivy was the Lambrettas. Oh, the Lambrettas. Not oh, secret sorry. affair. Oh, I do apologise. I say it was all sketchy. It was kind of. It was a new wave of the mods, wasn't it? Really. It was. There we are. A bit, a bit the slightly poppier in. Greg in Gosports caught you out on that. Paul Lee Clark in Reading's yeah, caught well, you I, out look, on that. I, I could have cheated and just looked it up, but I just, I'm just made a shout on it. You know, sorry, the Lambrettas. Anybody from any former members of the Lambrettas? Villa used to run. Who was Mick to... Talbot in? What band was he in? Mick was he in... Talbot? No yes, idea. You could, have, a, you could have made that name up. Later in the uh, the uh, Style Council, of course. Oh, uh, okay. he was in. Uh, I can't remember. That, I can't remember. The listeners are telling those the guys. Lambrettas for a mod it's, band. It's great that we've got some aging mods listening today. I'd like to think he's pulled his scooter over. Yeah, just undone his parka for a couple of minutes because he's quite warm <laughs> and, and just texted that to us. I'd like to think found a pay phone. The old rabbit's foot. He found a payphone. He found a payphone. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> found an alleyway in Brighton. Marvelous. Uh, anything else, Charlie? Um, yeah. Well, yes. We've had all sorts of uh, people asking me to curse them. Hi, Charlie. Please, will you curse Luton, Sheffield United, and Bournemouth? As I think that's the only thing that will stop Burnley going down. This is I can't curse three teams. It's, it's one at a time. Yeah, I'm afraid. Un- unfortunately, uh, what else? Please put a curse on Lazio for tonight, please, Charlie. Yeah. Celtic haven't won a game in the Champions League since you were a boy. We badly need a win. That's Mark and Glasgow. I don't think I can curse yeah. Lazio. Charlie, can you curse Oldham, please? Hmm. Please, can you? the rest of the National League so Rochdale can return to League 2 thanks farmer boy yeah I mean the farmer boy I was going to curse them yes and then the farmer boy came in and it felt a bit like yeah no okay fair enough sorry there we are so now I might curse Rochdale Perhaps I'll curse Rochdale okay. to 10 years in the National League. Okay. <laughs> well, we know the power you have. Uh, now, uh, the other day, some of the, uh, I think the uh, Huddersfield fans 
um, turned on uh, Darren Moore. Things weren't going quite well oh. over a substitution. Okay, they had a bit of a shout, and I don't know if this in is a group. A, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not going to do it one <laughs> on, on one. their own. It's a big lad, but um, but apparently, according to the newspaper, and I'm sure this was probably a typo, but if it wasn't. I think it really would have messed with Darren's head because it says here, Huddersfield fans chanted, you don't know what you're going. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're going. Halfway through. What, yeah, what are we saying? Right. I don't know what we're saying. It's a bit out there, isn't it? So look, uh, we, did you see uh, Marco yeah. Silva's coat last night? Boy? Marco Silva's coat. Marco Silva's coat. That's a very nice coat. Very what, nice. What sort of coat was it? It was a Moncler. Oh did yeah. You say Moncler. Moncler. Yeah. Moncler. Well, if you do, if you sell a black. Yeah. <laughs> Mon- Hello. Mon- I think Moncler most people go with. Over to our Moncler. Yeah. Uh, Moncler, and it was. I mean, what's that? A couple of grand. It was probably yeah, fifteen, sixteen hundred. But I was worried about it. Yeah. He had a badge pinned into it. Oh no, really? And I think that's gonna that's well, gonna, see, the integrity got, of, the integrity of the waterproof when you've got element is gone. Yeah, but what badge was it? Was it well, was it like a pin badge? It was like a pin badge. But what was it? Was, was it, it like was a, a Harry white, Hill one? It was, was a it? white it was a white a white ribbon. So I don't know, I don't know what it was for. I should look that up what yeah. it was for. Okay. But he's Well it's for a good cause. I know, but he's pinned it into his two and a half grand coat, Paul. Yeah, but it's I'm a, worried about the integrity if of If somebody the, comes to you with it with a, a, a very worthy cause that yeah. the club are following uh, you can't say well, it's two grand coat. <laughs> we can I just yeah, got a bit of salad? Put it in your in your no posh bit. I mean, what happens? Coat. What happens? Obviously, in the build up to remembering your jacket. Yeah. Exactly, you may find a bit of jacket underneath the coat. Okay, fair I was enough. Worried about it. Okay, him. well, look, don't, I think I think it'd be all right. You can probably afford to buy a new one every week. Mick Talbot was in the Merton Parkers. Merton Parkers. See, they all, get, they all getting, sound a bit on the nose. These these. I'm getting, um, I'm getting a new mod. Um, <laughs> got a mod I, following. It, they're all kind of molded into each other. It was a big mod following. There is a big. It's a, <laughs> a big mod following. Yeah, I'd like to think there is. We might shake him off at the next street. Now, Mike Parry, this oh, yeah. we got it. It's true. There was a Virgin jet flying today on uh, chip fat. Yeah, and lovely. You imagine the amount of chippies that Richard Branson had to visit oh, yeah. to get enough to get that plane so over that's what to it was. Uh, New York. Second hand oil. It's full think? of journalists apparently. This plane, and I bet there was a few of them getting on there thinking, "Blimey, I hope this works." Yeah, yeah. But um, Mike Parry has often thought uh, back in the down talk sport, often thought of alternative. Oh, uh, sources of energy to fly aeroplanes. Oh, yeah. uh, this, what about this one? I mean, why can't aeroplanes run on steam engines? I don't understand it at all. I just don't understand it. I don't understand why man cannot make steam engines as, as efficient as a petrol engine. Because we've done it with diesel. Diesel now is, is as efficient and more efficient than a petrol engine. My, my concern was always somebody shoveling into a boiler at 35,000 feet. <laughs> shoveling coal, coal at 35,000 feet. Keep shoveling, boys. On fire. Losing... It's literally on fire we're, inside the plane. We're losing altitude. <laughs> we're losing... I don't think Mike had really thought it through, had he really? <laughs> and he'd have that little whistle as you landed. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. That'd be, that'd be nice, Like yeah. a Casey Jones. When he passed another tra- a plane the pilots, in the sky. Pilots could all have, have oily hands all the time an oily rag at the front you pop to the loo you know can yeah. you say can I get a little one of those miniature cokes or something like that and yeah. you see a bloke shoveling the, like mad shoveling it in the background sweat pouring off of them yeah it never took off really <laughs> much like Mike's plane that was steam driven the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're joined in the studio by uh, author and journalist John Preston. Yeah. He has written Watford Forever, a collaboration with uh, Elton John, how Graham Taylor and Elton John saved a football club, a town, and each other. Good afternoon, John. Good, Good afternoon, John. Thank you very much. It's fascinating how this book came about and how Elton uh, became involved in the process because on the face of it, I imagine it's, it's quite a tough booking, really, to get him on board to sit, and, <laughs> sit down and, and write a book with you mm, like this. Yeah, I mean, basically what happened was I had interviewed Elton when I was a journalist and I had an email for David Furnish, his husband, and when Graham Taylor died at the beginning of 2017, Elton released this very moving statement saying that the two of them had been like blood brothers and that Graham had saved his life essentially by setting him on the road to recovery and they'd achieved this astonishing thing in taking Watford, who were kind of perennially anchored at the bottom of Division 4, as mm. it then was, to the top of Division 1 in five years. So I wrote to David and said... Oh, I think this is a really, you know, there's a really good book here. Not thinking actually for a moment, I get a reply. Anyway, I did get a reply. David said, "Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Come in and talk about it." So uh, I went in and talked about it, and at the end of it, he said, "Yeah, you know, this is something we would like to do because we are two boys. So one of them is mad keen on football, and I think was training with Watford Juniors at the mm -hmm. time." And, you know, he and Elton, David and Elton, would like to have something tangible they could give to their boys mm. so they could look at it in future years and see what their dad, you know, Elton had been up to. Some legacy, yeah. Well, yeah, you, were, yeah. Well, you probably weren't expecting, you probably thought it would be a, a, a tougher road than that. Or, I mean, would you have written the book without his help, no, do you think? No, not, it, no, it would have been absolutely hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it's kind of, there's a weird lesson to be learnt here, which was... 
it's always the emails you never think you're going to get a reply to. Yeah. You invariably do because the last book I did before Watford was a biography of Robert Maxwell, if mm. you remember him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got an email for Rupert Murdoch, and I really thought, God, he's never going to reply to this. Anyway, I got an email with it back within the hour saying, Mr. Murdoch would be delighted to talk to yeah. you. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's... I suppose any journalist out there or author feels like they've got an idea, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't try and second-guess yourself because yeah, yeah, shoot yeah, your yeah, shot, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it's finally worth going right back. Who who brought who to the club? I mean, Graham in, explains Graham in situ when Elton gets involved. Is yeah. Elton there and Graham comes in? So basically, Graham, Elton takes over Watford in 1976. And as I say... They're a kind of a joke team by this point. Mm. The ground's a mess. Vicar Drive is falling apart. It's a terrible apart, mess. It? It's got yeah. a grain, greyhound track around the outside of it. The stands are all falling down. Um, there's supposed to be mushrooms growing on the inside of the gents' loo. <laughs> no women's toilet. Um, but Elton had been taken there as a young boy, aged six, mm. by his dad. Yeah. And it was one of the great formative moments of Elton's life because his dad had taken hold of his hand, which is something I don't think he ever did before or any other time. And they would subsequently go to every home game at Vicarage Road together. And it was then and only then that Elton would feel that he was the son that his father wanted. Mm. And the rest of the time, his parents were at loggerheads the whole time and they'd be screaming and shouting, all the rest of it. So Elton becomes incredibly famous and in 1976 he buys Watford and he's quite careful because he knows that he knows that the, the club need a new manager but he doesn't want to be rushed into anything and he toys with the idea of Bobby Moore and then he says, oh, I don't think Bobby Moore's quite nasty enough <laughs> and Graham Taylor had been the manager, was the manager of Lincoln City. Mm. And had done very well with Lincoln City. And Elton phoned up Don Reavy and said, who's the most promising young manager in the country? And Reavy didn't hesitate. He said, Graham Taylor. Mm. And so Elton, who was very nervous about this whole thing, said to Graham, phoned him up and said, would he be interested in uh, joining Watford? And Graham, who'd barely heard of Elton... <laughs> And Not a music fan, he'd point out. He's <laughs> he like, was. He loved well, Vera Lynn. Vera Lynn was yeah, his yeah, only, yeah, the greatest yeah, hits. Vera Lynn. <laughs> Where was he at the time? Lincoln? Was he Lincoln? Yeah, he was at Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. 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 And to begin with, Graham said, oh, thank you very much, but no, no I'm afraid I'm not interested. And Elton is very persistent. Because West Brom wanted him. There was yeah, a lot of West clubs Brom, in for him, West there? Brom wanted him. Mm. And he'd gone to some dinner. Graham had gone to some dinner. And he sort of he and Rita, his wife, thought, oh, we might as well drop in in Vicarage Road on the way and just at least have a look at it. So they had a look at it, and it was even worse than Graham had anticipated. But he went to this dinner, and the West Brom people were incredibly patronising to him. Right. Mm. And, and uh, Graham said, oh, I think I should tell you that, you know, another club are after me. And uh, and they went, oh, who's that? And and Graham went, Watford. And they went, oh, Watford. What a bunch of no-hopers. You know, you wow. never get anywhere with them. And and Graham, who, you know, loved the challenge, um, was quite fed up about this. So the next day he went to see Elton. Elton was absolutely paralysed with nerves. Um, but they 
sat down and they talked for hours and hours and hours and they found out that they absolutely clicked. And for Elton, one of the weird things was that, as he said, you know, it was like they had this sort of almost mystical connection. Mm -hmm. He said he'd only ever had it once before in his life and that was with Bernie Taupin. Mm. And like Bernie Taupin, Graham Taylor came from Lincolnshire. Wow, yeah. Uh, So there was this weird connection there. And at the end of this conversation, Graham said, because he thought he'd better take the bull by the horns, you know, what are your ambitions for this club? And Elton said, well, I want to get them into Europe, which is a completely bonkers thing to say (laughs) if you're the owner of a club which is in the lower reaches of Division 4. And Graham thought, oh, God, you know, do I think... Do I sort of assume that this man is off his trolley and, you know, it's rock star delinquency? Or do I kind of believe him? Mm. And there was something about the conviction in Elton's voice that made Graham think, I think this guy really means it. So he said, yeah, okay, let's do it. We'll continue the story. John Preston is with us. We're chatting about Watford forever and it's a lot of really fascinating stuff in there. Elton John, as we'll discover, feels that Graham Taylor... Probably saved his life. Yeah. That relationship was was that key to him. But uh, John will tell us more. We'll look at the, the way they turned things around. Who was the scout for John Barnes as well? It's quite an unlikely person who came up with that suggestion. Anyway, more from John in a few moments' time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're chatting to John Preston about his book, Watford Forever. Yeah. Uh, he collaborated with uh, Elton John on the book. Uh, Graham Taylor and Elton John saved the football club of town and each other. And um, you, you touched on that relationship with Elton and his dad. And there's another story in there about um, Elton in later life taking his dad to uh, Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. for a game and they were in the Anfield director's box. And they, the whole time it goes and he picks him up from Liverpool, from Lime Street, takes him there in the chauffeur-driven car, but they barely speak to each other. And yeah. the, I mean, the core really is, it is a bit of a father-son relationship, this, this relationship between Graham and Elton, isn't it? Well, I, I think that... Elton had craved his father's approval, which he never got. His father never said to him, well done, you've done fantastically well. So he never, ever lost the sense of being a disappointment to his father. And he craved Graham Taylor's approval as well. I mean, you might have thought, you know, basically Elton was the chairman, Graham was the manager. So, you know, Elton should have been the one who calling the shots and everything. It was never like that. It was always, always... Elton seeking Graham's approval. Mm. And I think that when Elton's life went off the rails um, and Graham got hold of a bottle of brandy and smacked it down in front of him and said, that's your breakfast, isn't it? Mm. And and that was a real massive wake-up call. For um, for Elton, and as he's as, as Elton said to me, he wouldn't have taken it from anyone else. Yeah. You know? But from Graham, he just hung his head in shame and thought, "God, I've got to do something." So he thinks it was part of that sort of turnaround in his life where he cleaned yeah. himself up. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a quite a you know, it was the start of what proved to be a long and rocky road to to recovery. Yeah. I mean, he didn't actually go into rehab until 1990, mm-hmm. and this happened, I think, in 1981. But it was the moment where he thought, "If I don't try and sort myself out," I'm going to be dead. Yeah. We mentioned John Barnes. It was a, it was a taxi driver, wasn't it? Who said yeah. there's this young lad, uh, yeah. was it Sudbury or something like that? Well, yeah, he was, he was playing really? for, yeah, that's yeah. right. And uh, Bertie Mee yeah. 
formerly of Arsenal, mm. who had written to Graham Taylor, volunteering his services when he retired from Arsenal. And, uh, and Graham was a bit iffy because Bertie Mee had been a bit sniffy towards him when uh, Graham had asked, uh, asked him for the loan of a player before. But then Graham and Elton thought, oh, actually, you know, it would be mad not to have someone with Bertie Mee's experience. So Bertie Mee joins Watford. Yeah. And in fact, he's never at all sniffy, completely fits in and has, you know, fantastic expertise mm. and, um, and would go and look at players that Graham had been told were promising. Most of whom, yeah, invariably, they'd turn out to be nothing. Mm. And Bertie Mee would hang around for about 10 minutes and then he'd go. And he had been, t- Graham had been told by this taxi driver, oh, this, this boy who plays for Sudbury. Was it 17 then, wasn't yeah, it? Or something? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And Bertie Mee went to have a look at him with a slightly heavy heart, I mm. think. And he, as per usual, he only stayed 10 minutes. But the only the reason he stayed 10 minutes was because he didn't want to hang around because if anyone saw him looking at John oh, Barnes, right. yeah, okay. he might think, whoa, whoa, hold on. So immediately, um, Bertie Mee went back to Graham and said, we've got to get this guy. Yeah. And they yeah. built, they did build this this great side. And, and it, you're right, you talk about um, Save the Football Club and a town because, uh, yeah. you know, you might feel sometimes there's a little bit of... Um, Scepticism from the Watford fan base that you've got this kind of multi-millionaire rock star owner comes in. What's what's the motive? And a relatively unproven manager, but everybody bought into it. There was a lovely piece about. But it's a little bit like the Wrexham story at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it is exactly. Yeah, yeah. When Graham was at Lincoln, he was absolutely adamant that the the football team should be an integral part of the community. Yeah. None of the players were allowed to live more than 10 miles away from the ground. They had to, it was in their contract, they had to visit hospitals and factories and schools and everything like that. And Graham was constantly saying, you are no better than anybody else. Uh, and you need the support of the supporters, and so don't get uppity. Yeah. And when he went to see Elton for the first time, he explained what he did there at uh, Lincoln, and kind of thought, oh, it's not. He, he doesn't know. I don't know if Elton will buy into it. But Elton did completely buy into it. And Watford at the time was very depressed. You know, there'd been massive layoffs, and it would be it was being sort of kind of engulfed by North London suburbs mm. year by year, and. Essentially, they both felt that if the team did well, there was a chance that Watford, the town, would mm. get its heart back, yeah, which is yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing you said in the book is that people wouldn't realise that Elton John is a bit of a football anorak. That a, well, so there's a, a lunch with David Furnish and uh, and Jose Mourinho and Elton John, and no, Jose was quite taken with his football knowledge. He was quite quite taken aback how much he knew. He basically, Elton went to the loo at one point and Mourinho turned to David Furnish and said, he knows more about football than I do. <laughs> and it's true. He really does know an incredible amount. Yeah. And, you know, he just is steeped in it. And what's interesting is that he's much more, more interested in clubs in the lower divisions mm. than in the Premiership. For him, 
the real romance of football is what goes on yeah, in the lower yeah. divisions. Uh, There's a lovely bit from Graham Taylor's diary in, in the in yeah. the uh, in the book, which is uh, uh, Saturday, 25th of June, 1977. Scouting. No one watches opposition games. There seems to have been done no work done in this direction at all. Youth policy almost non-existent. Kit. No one seems to know who's in charge of it. Equipment. We have a weights room. Apart from that, a few cones. Nothing else at all. Ground. A lot of mess from the greyhounds, and this is obviously going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a ninety-five-year-old bloke who did the scouting. Wasn't he was there? the assistant, the assistant scout. scout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what they walked into. And there was one person on the payroll who was referred to as a retired gentleman. Oh, okay. no one really, 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 really. And but they, 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 it culminates really with the, the cup final and abide with me and Elton yeah. John in tears yeah. in the roll box and everything, and mm. they ultimately get beaten in the final. But it's it's a sort of ten-year relationship before. Graham Taylor goes off to to Aston Villa. Does it? I mean, you sat down with Elton John a number of times to chat about it. Mm. Does he? Does he get? I mean, he seems like quite an emotional guy at times. Does he get yes. emotional when he talks about Graham? Yes, very emotional. I mean, I think you know he he really loved Graham, mm. and I think they both you know it was an absolute bromance. Mm. And Graham, who was not an emotionally particularly extroverted person yeah. came to regard Elton as the brother he never had. Mm. And as and as we said, you know, I think there was something, as far as Elton was concerned, Graham was really quite a father figure, despite the fact they were more or less the same age. Yeah. Really, like, like a great buddy movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. It does, it, does, uh, it does feel like it, it's sort of TV. Yeah. There has been an Elton film, so maybe, yeah. maybe there'll be... A, a musical, I think. Maybe. A musical, be a great musical. Yeah. Happy to play Elton John. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. I'm getting lots of messages from my club telling me uh, Pink is going to be playing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh, to be lovely. honest, unless you can play centre-half <laughs> or defensive midfield, I'm not particularly interested. Pink's going to get injured. Yeah. Uh, she'd stand out, wouldn't she, with the old yeah. barnet? But uh, anyway, um, I, t- I think she's going to... Ange, and Howard Ange marry Pink. Manage Pink. Marry oh, Pink. Married. He's already married. I Manage think. Pink. Um, Start off with your hits. Play all the hits. Yeah, yeah. You know, for the, yeah, I don't know. all the hits up front. Play all, all the, the hits up front. Is that what you go with? He'd be quite bold. Yeah, be all, hits up front, all, all, all or nothing. Play them all. Play every single one. The thing is, you'd have to do like six hours because you know we never stop. He always says, <laughs> and if he never, st- I mean, yeah. anyway, funny we should be talking about Ange because we're going to chat ah, about yeah. his former club. Now he didn't have a great deal of joy in Europe either or they found himself in pretty tough groups um, uh, this time around uh, there's a lot riding on uh, I mean well look uh, they're still in the mix Celtic uh, it is it is still a possibility for them uh, that they could win their next two games but it's it's a tough ask but I'm sure they would like to be playing Europa League yeah. uh, if they can't be playing Champions League so uh, let's chat more about Celtic and find out why they're not in a slightly better nick in this group. Uh, Susie McCabe, comedian oh, and Celtic regular, joins us. Hi, Susie. Hello, Susie. Hello. Oh, hello. 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 We've got your, I think we've got an OK line. So, Susie, mm-hmm. yeah, how, how you how you feeling about uh, so a Lazio away? It's a tough ask. So, uh, are you feeling at all positive about tonight? 
I think um, I'm 5.45 kickoff and I'm meeting my mates in the pub at four, so that oh. should tell you everything about it. I think we're about to that. Susie, we're we struggling, we're struggling with your I know your Susie's line. Scottish, but she's not, she's not that Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> we are struggling we'll with, the with the line. We're going to try and get, yeah, try and get no, her back in a second and have a bit of a chat if we can. We'll uh, by the way, uh, Marco Silva's jacket, just to go back to that, Paul, and then yeah. we'll get Susie back in a second. Somebody else noticed that his, his expensive jacket had a pin badge put through it. Right. Um, However, they've, they've looked into it a little bit better than I have. I decided to have a closer look, and he'd actually put it through the stitching in between the panels. Wow, someone's really put the yards in, into they? the panel itself. I don't know if that makes a difference. Still putting a hole in your jacket. Still putting a it? hole in that jacket. There we are. But it's quite difficult, isn't it? I mean, it's quite a difficult thing, you know, that balancing act of, uh, of doing that. Did you, uh, Tony Adams, uh, his little story that he told the guys on breakfast, I think, has, has made the news. Okay, well, he was that? on breakfast with me, Tony. He said that uh, he went and watched King Lear with Kenneth Branagh. Oh, yes. The Lovely. other day. Yeah. And uh, while he was there, um, decided to watch the Brentford Arsenal game on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it enjoying got it. Under, it got underway. Well, it's not so much. You know, it was bothering him because yeah. the match was on. So uh, oh, yeah. he's sitting there in the old theatre. I mean, I take it he wasn't front row. <laughs> That'd be a bit on the nose, wouldn't it? <laughs> old, old Sir Ken doing well, his thing. Sir Ken is a big Spurs fan, he Paul, is. as we discussed. Because Andrew yeah. Foster Cogley went to the opening night, so maybe he was given Tony Evil. That's what it was. As Tony, well, I watched the football then instead. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. He realised <laughs> he was a big proper Tottenham fan. Anyway, I think we got Susie back. Hello, Susie. Hey, guys. Ah, oh, lovely. There crystal it is. clear. There yeah, so you say the early kickoff. That's right, you can yeah. get it out of the way, can't you? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it has been disappointing, but we've, we've talked a lot about the reasons why Celtic sort of struggle uh, at uh, this level. It is difficult. But, I mean, have you been a bit disappointed with the qualifying so far? I think getting beat 6 0 at mm. any point, regardless of who's beaten you, is still a tough one, you know? Mm. But, look, it is what it is, and we are where we are in world football. And it's just look. Let's be honest. You're in there for the money. That's what you're in there for. You know, you're not. You're not in there to get to the last sixteen. You're certainly never going to win it again. So, yeah, you just need to kind of go. Well, it is what it is. And I just kind of want us to give a give a good account of ourselves. Mm. Like that's all that I really like. I want to be able to win our home games, or if you're up against an exceptional team, draw your home game, and then you know try and sneak something away from home. Do you know, yeah. and I just don't think we ever, you know, at the start of this campaign, we had Cameron Carter Vickers out, which was a big kind of thing for us in Rio Hitati. And then, yeah, it's just a bit, you get all excited about it and you hear the music, and then the, the reality is, you know, global football, you can't, you can't really compete in that stage. I was being a bit, I mean, looking at the goal difference, I mean, look, it is still mathematically possible um, to get six points from the next two games, you know take points off a of Lazio, get up to their point, hope they lose the next game. But I say it is kind of snookers. But and yeah. even even catching uh, finals is going to be difficult, isn't it, for Europa yeah. League? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is, it is. It's going to be tough. So basically, we need to win tonight, final to be beat by Atletico, and then we need to beat them at Celtic Park yeah. on the last... Which, listen, see if we could take it to the last game mm. of the group. Anything can happen in that stadium. Anything, but we need to get through Rome first. Yeah, it's just a, a, a massive illustration of, of the financial gap, isn't it? Re- really, because yeah. you know you can you can win all the titles you want, but you know you can only and you can only play who 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 is in your division. But once you step out of it, it's, it's difficult to find that next level, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, and also though, I don't really want to moan about that too much because the majority of the teams in Scotland, you know, all the teams in Scotland don't have the same financial advantage and capability of us. So therefore, it's, you know, a law of diminishing returns, isn't it? You know, you get to be a big fish in a small pond and then you go into the bigger pond and you're not that big at all. You know, yeah. it's that kind of thing. So I don't ever really want to make excuses because, you know, Scottish football fans are like, well... Now you know what it's like for us. Mm. But, <laughs> well, you know, did you go to Forth on a Wednesday night? Uh, <laughs> but, but you still want to be there. You still want to be there. And I think reputationally it's good. That, you know, if you can sell your club to players and say, look, you're going to get in the back, you're going to get into the Champions League. In the Champions League next season, I think we'll see a different type of Champions League because of the amount of teams that will be in it mm. for longer. Yeah. What you might start to see is when it's getting a bit close in their home leagues, maybe round about Christmas, if they've got a Champions League game coming up, they may go, like the league game's the priority. Yeah, no, that is very true. Oh, some players kind of thing. So what mm-hmm. you're hoping is that Celtic win the league this season, get into the Champions League next season, there will be more money to be earned from that because there's more games, more games yeah, be groups. after Christmas. But actually, it might be a bit more of a level playing field in that qualification yeah, element. Maybe, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, I was reading today that Celtic and Rangers were on average the most expensive clubs to visit for away supporters in last mm. season's Champions League. This came from the Football Supporters Europe group study they carried out. Average prices for uh, fans visiting Celtic Park and Ibrox were just below UEFA's price cap of €70, Euro, £61 for away tickets in Europe's elite competition Celtic's average was 69 pounds uh, sorry 69.45 euros with Rangers marginally lower has it been expensive to go to the home games have you been to the games at Celtic no, no I don't think I think for what you play, pay to go to what's an uh, uh, Premier League game now in Scotland's what 30-35 quid mm-hmm. and I think it's been about 40-45 quid for an individual ticket mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't think that's that much to go and see Atletico Madrid yeah, do, no. do you know what I mean? Like, and I think football in this country, though, like everything compared to Europe, Britain is always so much more expensive. You know, you look at the way um, the German clubs have their ticketing structure and how it's all about keeping the prices at a reasonable level to get people there. I mean, you can say, oh, well, it's more expensive to go to Celtic or Rangers and watch a European game than it is in Europe. Have you been to the new Camp to watch a European game? They basically put you on the moon <laughs> to watch that game. So as much as what you're paying less money, you're about four miles further away from the stadium than what you are in Celtic Park or Ibrox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you reckon tonight then? Give us a score, Susie. Yeah, Lazio right. mid table, aren't they? Lazio, you know, I'm not scoring so too here's many. The thing. Yeah. I'm meeting my mates in the pub in fifty minutes. Right. And right now I think, oh, we're probably gonna get beat two or three nothing. Mm. But see, in about two hours' time I'll be like, I think we can do this, lads. I think we're gonna <laughs> win three one. So let's just be be thankful that you called me at like mm. three o'clock and not five o'clock. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say um, I'm, I'm going to go with my heart and say Celtic to sneak it one 0 Oh, okay, okay. Before we let you go though, uh, before we do the lock, um, Spurs fans will be interested to know what you've made of the fact that, uh, despite having sort of 
10 players out, loads of injuries and suspensions um, with City around the corner. Old uh, Ange is uh, not changing anything, playing the game he would even if he had the full strength team out. Was he Was he like that at Celtic yeah. too? Yeah, he was like that. Celtic is like that in the Champions League. He has a football philosophy. He sticks to that philosophy. If you don't like it, tough. Mm. If it doesn't work, he will live by the sword and he'll die by the sword. And I think there's something to be respected by that. Did he take listen- some heat from Celtic fans at times going into those European no. games? No. No, he could honestly, he could literally have walked up the Celtic way on the fans' shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that man could do no wrong until he went to Spurs. But, oh. uh, <laughs> mm. but, but no, listen, I think, I think that's always. I, I kind of respect football managers that do that. People go, oh, you know, you should change it and you should do this and do that. And he will make little changes and little things, but his football and philosophy is what it is. He's played football and coached football like that is he's in I think what 20 25 years coaching mm. you know he played under Puskas you know yeah, yeah. he has a philosophy it came from his father heavily influenced by Puskas he loves the game football he loves the passion and everything but he loves football being played like mm. the way it was meant to be so yes. you know what I know you might have had your hopes up and all that kind of stuff and now it's I, I wouldn't I would just no. I'm You're keeping the faith. Something. I'm keeping yeah. the faith. I think this most is a transition season. Yeah, surely, yeah. I think I think it's gone far better initially than everybody thought. And he's maybe there's a bit of a suffering the consequences of that with all these injuries. But I think the philosophy is still sound. But uh, I watched the game. What was, was it? Was it Man City? What was the game that last weekend? Villa. No. What was oh. the game with all the injuries? Um, I'd the Chelsea, Chelsea. The Chelsea, Chelsea game. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I watched game. that game. That was a great game, mm. and I thought. He was massively unlucky with his injuries, yeah. but what I will say is that he'll go and chap the door and say, look, you want this and you expect that and that's great, but this is my squad and mm. I'm not looking to have a kind of Chelsea go out and spend £300 million and have a massive squad, but I need to have a player for every position yeah. if a player's injured. Yeah, and I, I don't think, that... think that's a lot to ask in the Premiership, given mm. how much, one, money's floating about it, no. and two the desire and ambition of the club because you've went and got them mm. knowing I mean I knew I've I've got I put a bet on that on the day that Harry Kane left that uh, an each way bet that Spurs would come first or second in the EPL. Oh, I mean, okay. okay. Well that's yeah. uh, that's the sort of faith we want, Susie. Anyway, let's play celebrity combination not Why not? quickly. Right. Combination Lock with your hosts Paul Hawksby and Lock Keeper Charlie Baker. Hello, yeah. good afternoon. Uh, the, uh, season three, season three, taking a break. It will be back. We'll pick up season three, but this is the last one for a this while. Is the last one Combination while, yeah. Lock, so you could go out, go out in, in a blaze of glory. Um, it's pretty straightforward. We've got a combination. We need to open it. Yeah, we need to open it. The kit's the kit's been locked away. It stinks. It, that's right. Yeah, we need to open it. We just need four numbers uh, so we can open this combination. Not that Charlie uh, has. So um, the closest we've come, Susie, is Tom Rosenthal, actor. Joe Wilkinson, had a go. David Earl, Brian Butterfield, Rod Woodward. Um, so here we are with uh, Tom. Went with nine one zero zero. That was two correct numbers. Two in the correct place. So we know that 9100 has two correct numbers, two in the correct yeah. place. So what are you going to go with, Susie? Don't knock the lock, Susie. I am going to go mm-hmm. eight, yeah. one, mm-hmm. zero, yeah. 
So close. Oh, what a great I don't shame. know if it's close let's, or not. I don't know Let's actual... find out from Colin Answer. how many were how many numbers were correct. Three. Ooh. Wow. And how many in the correct place, Colin? Three. Wow. wow. That is brilliant. Three numbers. Oh, I know what it in is. In the correct place. Think That's about it. Sick. Yeah. That is a missed penalty, lads. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so close. Well, well done, Susie. That means we've left this series on a cliffhanger. Well, to pick it up. I think I can guess it. Am I allowed I, to guess? No, I don't know. Not. I don't know the numbers. You're but can I allowed. have a guess no, at it? You're on the payroll. You're wow. not allowed to guess. Uh, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ian in Birmingham said I was managing my Sunday League team, and the goalie never turned up, so I had to go in goal. Okay. Caught the ball in my area, sent a big kick to the striker, windswept pitch he said striker went up with a goalie to win the ball both missed it bounced over went went straight went into in. the goal does it count we all love we all love to see a goalkeeper have you ever seen a goalkeeper score mm, in the flesh of Paul why why are you bringing up Ashton Gate oh I'm sorry Charlie. why are you bringing up the playoff final talk <laughs> United one kick I've, away from I've, the football league I've, I've now we're in the National League South Paul <laughs> and we're 13th we've got Eastbourne away tonight we lost to Dartford 3-0 on Saturday you're wearing a cardboard belt yeah sorry I was just I have that thanks a lot I have uh, Paul Robinson I don't care Paul Robinson don't against care. Watford yeah Sorry about that. Sorry about that, Charlie. Just out of interest. Dreadful. It's not something you see every day. I just wondered. Didn't know it was going to do that to I you. I did see it. It was one of the greatest moments of my life, followed by one of the worst moments of my life. So thank yeah. you very much for bringing that up again. I'll have to go back and watch it. I don't think I've seen that goal, so I'll, I'll, I'll go and check it out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'm back with Andy uh, tomorrow. Uh, you're back on Thursday. Thursday, Paul. Looking forward to trying to win the spread again. Yeah, Thursday among, I guess, Frank Skinner will be popping in to oh, see us. So uh, anyway, I hope you can be with us tomorrow, myself and Andy from One. If not, podcast available at around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.